Well, thank you, Brother Jonathan. What a wonderful testimony of God's love for us. You were there for me. Beautiful song, Brother Jonathan. Thank you so much. Well, this, this is what we might call the love week, when we probably think more of love than any other time of the year. Do you know, I'm, I'm really glad that God's love is not based on a little fellow by the name of Cupid that goes around with a bow and arrow in his hand. As far as that goes, any other love symbol. I'm glad God's love is because He, He is love. If you will, please turn in your Bibles tonight to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Go down, if you will, to verse 7. Verse 7. And John writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God. He that loveth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Let us pray. Father, we love You. We thank You. We thank You for Your marvelous love. Thank You for this beautiful song that Brother Jonathan just sang and reminded us that when we need you, you are there, you were there, you will be there, because you do love us. We thank you, Father. We pray for those that need a special touch tonight, those who are in the hospital, those who are sick and at home. We pray, Father, that you would just touch them in a mighty way. We just pray, Father, your unction, your Inspiration tonight as we preach your power, your passion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's absolutely nothing like the, the love of Almighty God. Our human words cannot describe the love of God. The love of God is, is overwhelming, engulfing, conquering, unbeaten, invading, and measureless. It is the greatest thing that God has ever done for any of us. Because God loved us so much, He was moved to do everything that He has done for us. I love the epistle of John. 
It is such a magnificent book because he writes here and he says in in chapter 1, he he talks about our joy that it might be full. In chapter 2, that we might not sin. In chapter 5, that we might know that we have eternal life. And here in chapter 4 of this magnificent book, John says that, that we might ourselves love one another. How important that is today, dear ones. How important it is that we love one another. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says if you don't love one another, then the love of God is not in you. This wonderful book of love is tells of a, of a great God with a great love. For a great sinner. Love is mentioned 46 times in 135 verses. 46 times in 135 verses. The love of Almighty God. I want to give you a few facts tonight concerning the love of God. God's love is described in in the text that we just read to you. It is an unspeakable love. I don't understand it. I can't understand his love. I can't understand why he would love someone like me. But I know without a doubt in my mind that I have experienced the love of God. I can never be separated from it. The marvelous chapter 8 of the book of Romans Paul writes, therefore, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come. That is, nothing now and nothing in the future, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Almighty God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is an unspeakable thing, but we can never, ever be separated from the love of God. Those of us who have trusted Jesus Christ, nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing going on in Washington, D.C., no new laws that are passed or whatever can separate us from the love of God. It is an unspeakable love. It is an unending love. In other words, it is eternal. The Word of God tells us in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3. The Bible says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, have I loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I am the Christian that I am tonight. I do belong to him because of his love for me that one day he drew me to him. Dear ones, you can never ever be be drawn to an almighty holy God without his marvelous love. It is an unending love. It is an eternal love. The love of God is not only unspeakable, unending, but it is unselfish. God asks for nothing in return. 
It leads man to, to repent and turn to God. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, in the same chapter, John writes, We love him because he first loved us. An unselfish love. When he, when he came down and picked us up out of the old miry pits of clay and brought us into his holy family, what a marvelous, unselfish act. What an unselfish love that God has for us and for the whole world. If the world would only listen to the drawing of the Holy Spirit of God, they would realize and recognize the unselfish love of Almighty God. We in our human flesh, this old human flesh cannot understand a love like this. Only our new creature that lives inside of us can understand the unselfishness of God and how he drew us to him at one time when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. He loved us because we, we loved him, I beg your pardon, because he first loved us. An unselfish act, unspeakable love, unending love, unselfish love, unmerited love. Nothing, absolutely nothing have I done to deserve the love of God. Nothing have you done, nor anything can you do that would merit the love of Almighty God. It cannot be earned. You cannot work, and even in working in the church, you can't go out and, and, and do all the things you do in the name of God and merit His love. It is unmerited love. It sure, surely is not deserved. And I can testify to that. It, his love is not deserving. I deserve nothing that God has ever given me. But because of His marvelous love, He has re shown His grace to me, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible tells us, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, even when we were, when we were hooked up with Satan, in bondage to Satan, God loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ Jesus. Then he says in parentheses there, he says, by grace, by the grace of Almighty God are you saved. Nothing, absolutely nothing have we ever done that we could deserve the marvelous grace of Almighty God. Nothing, absolutely nothing have we ever done that we could deserve the love of Almighty God. Jesus, in, in, uh, as recorded in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37, all his love for Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us there, Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, 
and you would not. Nothing, nothing, but that did not change the love of Almighty God for Jerusalem. They turned Jesus away. They stoned him. They hung him on a cross. But nothing, absolutely nothing could uh, uh, change the love that God had for, for Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And his love for you and his love for me, we find in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Where the Bible says, God commendeth his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Dear ones, his love, his love is supernatural. His love goes beyond anything that we can understand. First John chapter three verse uh, chapter three verse one tells us that uh, uh, the the John right there and he says what manner of love this is what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that's not a question by the way that's an emphatic uh, comment there when John says what a love I don't understand it but wow what a love that God hath bestowed upon us in that while we were yet sinners he sent his darling darling son to die for us supernatural love a love that we will never understand on this side of eternity a love that we will only be able to understand when we are in his presence not only is this supernatural love but it is a sacrificing love John 3.16 very plainly tells us, For God loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. His only begotten Son. Sacrificing His Son. The love of God that whosoever should believe on Him should not have to perish but have everlasting life. Supernatural love. Sacrificing love satisfying love of Almighty God. He is the living water. He's the water that liveth inside of me. He is the bread of life that I eat on a daily basis through His precious Word. It is a satisfying love, a supernatural love, a sacrificing love, a satisfying love, and how His Word does satisfy my soul today. The love of God is certainly described in, in these verses that we just read in you here in a moment ago. Not only is His love described in the Word of God, but His love is demonstrated. What a great demonstration of the love of Almighty God at Calvary. We can never fully understand it, but it can be seen at, at the cross. I like to think of it in this manner. The crown of thorns upon his head is the L. Then his one, one hand stretched out is O. The other hand stretched out is V. And then when we think about the, the nail that went through his feet, that is the E. The love of God being shed abroad at Calvary. Jesus Christ, through the love of Almighty God, Jesus Christ stood in the gap, a gap that was everlasting, 
a gap between a sinful man and holy God. Paul writes about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Love, dear ones, love. He, he stood in the gap. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel chapter 22 that the, the God writes these words and, and as Ezekiel prophesies, he says, I, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none. There was no man that could stand between us simple people and uh, the righteousness of a holy God. No one but the, but the Son of God. When he took our place on the cross, he stood in the gap. He bridged the gap between a depraved man and a holy God. The love of Almighty God is maybe misunderstood or not understood, but he also stood in the gap. You need to see the bridge of love of God between man, sinful man, and a holy, righteous God. Not only did he stand in the gap, but dear ones, he saved us from hell. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 18, the Bible tells us, and Brother Curtis, by the way, is, is doing such a marvelous job in this book on Wednesday nights, and we urge you to tune in and, and listen to him. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, but with the precious blood of Christ as the Lamb without blemish and without spot, the blood of Jesus Christ, the act of, of, that, of the, the crucifixion on the cross that Jesus gave his life stopped our hell-bound trip dead in his tracks, dear ones. The love of Almighty God. We were headed for an eternal hell and God revealed and showed his precious love to us through his darling son, Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 Paul writes, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. He saved us. He saved us from an eternal hell all because he loved us. He loved us. It was impossible for us to love him before he loved us. His love is described in this passage of Scripture. His love, God's love is demonstrated at Calvary. And the love of God is displayed in Christians today. His love must be shown. In verse 11, the Bible tells us um, in this same chapter we just read it. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. If you truly have the love of God abiding within you tonight, then it is definitely going to be visible in your life. 
It is impossible for the love of God to be visible in your life if you do not possess him tonight. We urge you to come to Jesus Christ for salvation. The love of God is displayed in the Christian. The Bible gives many examples of and, and demonstrations of the love of God. I'm, I'm thinking now about the forgiving love. As a matter of fact, the song that Jonathan just sang mentioned uh, this very man. His name was Joseph. Joseph, the, the, uh, the, the one that was lied about, sold as a slave, taken from his home and from his father, falsely accused, put into prison, on and on and on. You can read about that in the in chapter, I believe, somewhere around Genesis chapter 42, maybe even as early as 40, but in those chapters, in the ends like in chapter 45. Because there you can read in chapter 45, you can read where, where uh, Joseph said to his brothers when, when he finally revealed himself to his brothers and they fell on their face, he said to them, he says, don't be angry with yourselves. In other words, I forgive you because God had a plan for Israel. Now, this is not King James Version. This, this is my paraphrased version. Joseph said to his brothers, don't be angry with yourself because God had a plan to preserve life, the life of Israel. Joseph, a man who was falsely accused and put in prison and all of that, and yet he forgave those brothers who sold him into Egypt. Now the question is, do you tonight, do you possess an unforgiving spirit? Let me give you a passage of scripture. If you do not possess an unforgiving spirit, you may want to check up. Verse 20 of this same chapter, chapter 4 of 1 John says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. That's, that's, that's as plain as the nose on my face, dear ones. It's the, it's, the word, it's the truth of Almighty God. He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen... How can he love God whom he hath not seen? So the thing about it is, if you possess an unforgiving spirit tonight, you may want to get on your knees and talk to the Heavenly Father and just to make sure that you are in the faith tonight. You can't hate your brother and say that you love God. That's not my word. That's the words of Almighty God. There must be a forgiving love in your life. The love of God is a forgiving love. The love of God is a compassionate love. Boy, I can, I'm reminded of Peter and how Peter denied him, lied about it when he said, I don't know him, I don't know this man. Yet Jesus still said to Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. A compassionate love. Not only a forgiving love, but a compassionate love. The love of God is different from any Valentine's Day's love. The love of God is certainly not even to be compared 
which is I'm not doing at all, but you can't even be compared to that Cupid love that we talk about this time of year. His love goes beyond our thinking, but his love is true. His love is revealed through his marvelous grace to us. Not only is his love forgiving, not only is this love uh, uh, compassionate, but it is a healing love. I'm thinking of myself. Days of anger. Days of bitterness. Days of jealousy. Days with burning lust. Yet Jesus still reached down and picked me up out of the sewer and saved my, my life. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. The Bible says, but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. In other words, my soul, my soul is eternally healed from sin. I am a new creature. All things have passed away and all, all, all things are become new because of the marvelous love of Almighty God. When the love of God is present in the life of a believer, it will certainly be visible. Only those who possess, not those who profess, but those who possess the love of God. Will it be? Will the love for the Savior be shown? Will the love for Scripture be shown? I, I, I sometimes I, I just, I just cannot understand when we're, when I may be talking to a Christian person and they don't even, they don't even know where, where John three sixteen is found. They've never been in the Word of God. A true love of God in your heart is going to make you love the Scripture, make you love the love letter that God has given to us. The love of God will, will cause a person to love the sanctuary, to love being around God's people. The love of God will certainly cause us to love the saints of Almighty God. The love of God will cause us to love sinners and see the, the road that they are on and give them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The good Samaritan didn't pass the man in the ditch. He went over to help him. How many times have you seen the sinner and just walked on, knowing that person needs the Lord Jesus Christ, and you just walked on by as the priest did and the Levite did in the Good, Good Samaritan report. Oh, dear ones, if we truly have the love of God in our heart, it is going to cause us to love sinners in a greater way. I say praise be to Almighty God for His overwhelming, engulfing, invading, marvelous love. I'm reminded of, of, the, of the course of, of a song that has been sung for a long time. 
Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure. The saints and angels' song. The love of Almighty God. Let Him, let God love through your life by telling others about the wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It should be the prayer of all of us. Lord, help us to love like Jesus. Lord, help me get rid of the malice in my life. Help me to get rid of that hatred in my life, Lord. It's not, it's not likened unto you. And help me to love more like Jesus. I trust this message tonight will cause you to, to realize that the love of Almighty God, the love of God is nothing to be compared to this love week that we are in, that we human beings have developed down through the years. Certainly, we are to love with the love of Almighty God. Not a superficial love, but a supernatural love, a sacrificing love, and a satisfying love of Almighty God. May God bless you as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful time that you have blessed us with the opportunity to share your precious word. And I pray right now, Father, that for those who are watching by live stream, Facebook, however, Father, that they are watching this message tonight. It's your message. It's not my message. It is your message in, in instructing us about your marvelous love and how that if we possess your love, that it will certainly be visible in our everyday life. I thank you for this reminder, Heavenly Father. And I pray, Father, if there be anyone in, in their hearing tonight, watching this, this service, Father, that if they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, that, Father, this would be the night that they would trust you, trust you for salvation, knowing that you love them, knowing that you gave your darling Son to die for them, and knowing, Heavenly Father, that if they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in their heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that you promised, Heavenly Father, that you would save their soul. Repent, believe, and trust Jesus Christ for salvation. I pray that you would make that message real to them tonight, Father. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.